James. Hi, Gabby. How are how are we? Uh, we are. How are we? We have a very. We're eating chocolate, toffee, toffee oh almond God. chocolate, almond almond. That's amazing. Do you say almond? Okay, so you historically have said almond, and I love that so much that I've started saying that, even though it is not like <laughs> how I should say it. It's not politically correct. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's how my mom would say it. Like salmon. I'd say salmon, almonds, pistachio. Salmon. <laughs> there was this time where it was just like pistachio dominated in my house. And my dad would be like, pistachio. <laughs> pistachio. Yeah, I do feel like certain things dominated in your house that didn't dominate in mine. Like your parents were on avocados way before mine were. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, what else? Obviously, chicken paprikash was a big one. <laughs> well, yeah, my mom was that just, was they just staples. don't really, they're very simple, and I feel like their main interest is, like, food and I mean, survival, chicken paprikash but... <laughs> is not is not simple to me. I remember being like, what is this delicious? Oh, mom? yeah. Well, I mean, that's just because it's from her, you know. It's like a classic Hungarian-Austrian, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't just casually staple. happen out here, you know? Yeah. Like, it would casually happen yeah, yeah. out there, but... Yeah, out here everyone's, you know, whipping out the burgers, you know. Right. Yeah, and you guys had your Carl's Jr. era, too, and your In-N-Out era, yeah, every, every which I was Saturday. so happy to be included. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely taking part. Um, today, yeah. James and I want to just talk about nothing <laughs> in a good yeah, way. we just want to be here. Be here yeah, now. We're just we were trying to think now. of a topic, and it was just like, if why force it when we can just mm-hmm. chat? And things are always happening. Truly. Things are always going. There's always passing phenomena to observe that, you know, isn't an article. <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't an article. And we don't want to leave out more the little so. passing phenomena. We wouldn't want to leave yeah. out those little little boys. Yeah. <laughs> Which are really maybe the, if there was a food pyramid food py- pyramid of the passing phenomena that one intakes. The big mm. bottom would be the little observations. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's yeah. a spider, there's a bug, the candle yeah. melted on my windowsill. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Really? Yeah. Like, what I got bit the on the forehead by oh, my, really um, by, I'm thinking mosquito, but it's so small and it's so foreheady that it's not really showing up, but it still is itchy. Oh, so you want to know about that? Mystery. You want to know the facts yeah, on please. that one? So mosquito bites on the head heal much faster and get way less inflamed because of the blood Mm. flow. And so as Mm. someone who's probably been bitten over 100,000 times at this point, um, mosquito (laughs) bites are just like different in different parts of the body based on how much fat is there, how like thin, Mm. if it's close to a bone. So if it's close to a bone, you're more likely to get kind of like a, almost like a boil situation where the liquid has nowhere else to be stored. (laughs) And then oh, if you wow. get, like, on your thigh, for example, it's, like, it'll be itchy and annoying, and but all of that liquid can be under. But if you get it on your head um, or chest, even, it'll go away in, like, two yeah. days or less, and it'll be, like, a subtle itch. That's um, nice. Yeah, I'm counting it never the gets big. I'm counting the minutes. Yeah. This, you really can't even see at all. It just says, I know it's there. And I also got the mosquito yesterday, which was a huge, it was big for me. Um, oh, was it full of your blood when you squished it? No, what happened was I looked up because I was looking for this other fly, and so I already had my um, my spray in my hand because mm-hmm. my technique is I immobilize it with a oh, spray, yeah, yeah. and then mm-hmm. I get it because I'm not fast enough. So 
the big flies, um, partially because I've been, you know, getting into Judaism, I've, I'm trying not to kill the big <laughs> flies if I can help it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. the mosquitoes I kill. Um, so the big flies I'll immobilize and then I'll put them on a paper towel. I've done this twice now successfully and then take outside and then it flies Wait, away. What do you spray them with? Water? Just water? I just have this like all natural, it's like seventh generation all purpose cleaning spray, which. So you don't yeah. think the cleaning spray is just slowly killing the fly? Well, it's botanical. <laughs> it's like, it's, and maybe it is, but it's, you would be surprised. No, the reason why I know that it doesn't, this is why I'll tell you why I know it doesn't. I used to think it would, right? So I would spray a fly, and I would walk mm. away and be like, take that buster, like, n- learn your lesson, you know? Yeah, and yeah. then, like, 20 minutes later, it would be like, it would be back. So I know oh, that it doesn't wow. kill the fly. <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, cool. So you've, like, fully, fully However, Windex, Windex is a is a death star for, um, for pretty much all insects, which my friend Sarah taught me years ago. Shout out, Sarah. Well, yeah, Windex um, has I'm absolutely power. certain. Doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, i love the idea of shouting people out who definitely don't listen like shout out to like you know biden or something (laughs) shout out oh yeah shout Shout out out arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) Um. (laughs) thanks for listening to the pod yeah (laughs) he used to be the freaking mayor right he was literally governor governor. no he was governor Governor, yeah yeah. i always get those two confused yeah. He had mayor energy, but yeah, he used to, he lived in LA a lot of the time and I would see him in, uh, in those big GMC cars with, a. Mm-hmm. one time we saw him and he had a big cigar out the window and my mom was like, of so arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's from your land, you know? Yeah. He's one of your people. My mom's um, a little arrogant too. Austrians are arrogant. A little bit. Yeah. Some Europeans can be, which I kind of yeah love. Um, there. Arnold Schwarzenegger's son got married, or daughter got married to some <laughs> actor at my old church, and my mom was like, "I just saw Arnold Schwarzenegger's son come out of St. Monica's." And I was oh, like, no "That's way. cool, mom." And then I Google it, and it actually did happen. You know, I was like, "Great job, mom," and then I like Googled it, and it happened. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Great job, grandma." Let's go back to bed. Literally, <laughs> that church is iconic. You know? It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Rick Caruso has uh, made his mark there. Or was Mark? How is he doing? Was Mark Caruso? What is his name? I honestly Rick Caruso remember. is the one who made the Grove and who's trying to be okay, governor Rick. or yeah. mayor or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Governor, uh, mayor. He, <laughs> governor of the mayors. Um, he, yeah, he donated so much money to St. Monica's because they mm. kept trying to build this, like, fucking literally like it was just some stupid auxiliary building and so every time you they pass the communion they'd be like and this is for the auxiliary building and then finally like i think what does that mean what does tired of hearing about it it was just like another building next to the church they just wanted to build another Uh like a i don't know what was going to be inside of it a community like an annex (laughs) just kidding sure (laughs) meanwhile i don't understand what annex means so (laughs) like uh (laughs) <laughs> like a west wing um <laughs> yeah kind of like a big casita so they want to build a big casita and rick caruso donated the rest of the money so then they named it the rick caruso center which is crazy no way. or maybe it's just the caruso center but isn't he um, like so what's happening in the election i watched like 
one debate. I don't know. I I saw some charts, but like, I didn't watch it. Are you keeping up? Well, just all that has happened is he and Karen Bass are now like running against each other in the fall. So neither she keeps Karen texting nor him me. got like a fifty percent of the vote. Really? She didn't get my number. She called me and I was like, Who the fuck? Because I yeah. never pick up my phone and actually finally yeah. someone left a voicemail and it was like, I'm Karen Bass and I'm telling you, blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Karen The lady that I voted for didn't make it to the primary, which is sad. Who was it? Just like was she was like Greenpeace or something. Literally oh, like freedom. That's, that's like, like freedom. literally like P and Peace Party. I feel like that's like the it's like the what is it, reoccurring dream of like a lifetime. Where it's just like there's always the Green Party. Like my mom was always like into the Green Party. It's yeah. just like there's always like I just feel like it no matter what, there's always the action where it's like, Oh, I was I wanted the green guy, it didn't happen. Like that's just No, I you know, know, I know. Like we're in purgatory. Yeah, no, I've been where, I feel like I've been voting for the Green Party in local elections since I can vote. Because I remember the first time I voted, I Instagrammed it. And I was like, can't wait for the Green Party to dominate this year or something. And then I was just like, I guess that's not how it works. <laughs> it's too bad. Not really. Yeah. The Green Party. Um, Maybe I'm that should be our cause. My Green Party? Yeah, for sure. Because it's very clear. You know what I mean? It's just like, you guys, the Green Party, you know? Like, the best right. campaigns are just, like, two down. words. Yeah. It's like, hey, guys, yeah, can't yeah. get it with it. You're either on the Green Party or you're on the the death party. Well, also, the Green Party is, is the party of nature, which is the only truth, so. Yeah, the only reliable. Yeah. I and mean, that would probably, I just feel like that's just the route that would just solve everything, you know, without much talk. <laughs> you know, it would just be like, yeah. Hey. <laughs> the nature guys are in charge, and then, like, everything else just solves on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nature awareness party. That would be cute. Um, I know. It's time for a green party future. My mic is resting on this book called um, Making Rugs for Pleasure and Profit. And <laughs> my friend gave it to me when I was in my rug era. I loved your rug <laughs> but era. But it's, like, one of my favorite problem. books. I have one in I my know, I'm bedroom actually, in Los Angeles. <coughs> is it? It's in. It didn't make it to Hawaii. That's funny. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. That's funny. But a heavy. Those are they're, they're really heavy so duty. Heavy. Those rugs. That was the problem. For, is they were so heavy and heavy duty that it was like hard to ship. And then it was just one time I sold a bag made out of a rug, and I literally spent more on shipping than I did the person buying it so I was in the red from that experience and then oh, I was just like totally this. I feel like yeah. that's like the hazing yeah. process of shipping right it's like you being like oh I'm just gonna yep. do probably like five dollars then they have all these things that add on and all of a sudden it's like 25 and they're mad at you it was too, 75 dollars <laughs> to send that's the crazy bag. yeah the post office is such a crazy experience because you know it's like so tense <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I feel like there's always, like... Yeah, everyone's always kind of, like... They're pissed that you're there. All the customers always feel like they're me. Well, I feel like the customers are the ones that are sort of, like, I'm here, I'm in line, like, I'm at the post office, and it's like, (laughs) do you act this way at the grocery store? No. (laughs) Yeah. But I kind of like the dynamic. Like, I feel like the post office, you enter, and it's like, okay, yeah, there's the annoying people in line, but then there's a very clear boundary between the people in line and... 
the workers and the workers are like you're in my yeah. fucking town like i i'm in control of you yeah and that's true you know what i mean they could literally like throw your package away if they wanted not that they would but like it's so mysterious. <laughs> it's, like, it's so yeah and so you have all these people online who think that they have power and they have none right and if, and if they try like yeah. when someone's like gets angry at the post office like they don't win there's no winning <laughs> you know it's like you're in yeah. their house like and i like that i think yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the few places where there's, like, justice. <laughs> totally. Like, you're in the post office. <laughs> Saint, this Workers ain't your rights. turf. Try me. <laughs> I, um, I remember recently I tried to make a post worker smile at the post office, and it just didn't work at all. And I was like, I guess that's just a reminder <laughs> that some people just don't care about How do you tr- What was your, like, attempt? <laughs> what did you do? Oh, man. It was just something where I was like, because I normally, when I ship off guides and stuff, I'll do it on the computer and then just have the label. But this mm-hmm. time, I think it was at a paper or something weird that I couldn't do that. So I went up to the lady and I kind of just sort of made it. So like I was like a little bit ditzy and I was like, sorry, I just like couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, can I get stamps? Like looking, I don't know what, I don't even know what I did, man. But there was something that like really normally would have worked. I think I just made like a self-deprecating joke or something that like normally works because uh, one of my talents is like striking up a rapport with you know cashiers and it just didn't work at all and I was just like it was like kind of this moment where I was like that's cool man like that's kind of cool like failing epically is kind of cool in that situation oh totally totally that reminds me of one time I was yeah. like what like 15 or something and I had like a disposable camera and the librarian mm-hmm. at the Santa Monica library was this like epic like older wise woman looking person and she had the most beautiful uh-huh. rings I've ever seen. Like, it was, like, they just looked, like, ancient and had, like, dragonflies on them and, like, on every single finger. Yeah. Like, very, like, Mich- Michelle Lamy vibes, you know, where it's just, like, these big chunky uh-huh. rings. And I was, like, oh, my God. I was, like, can I please take a picture of your hands? And she was, like, no. And I was, like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, in your head, you're, like, this is a compliment. You know what I mean? Like, this is a compliment. Also, I'm, like, 14. The fuck am I right. going to give the photo? Like, like I'm going to, like, sell it to, yeah. <laughs> to Vogue. Um, and I was like, yeah. but then I really, I also respected her too. You know what I mean? It's like, no. Yeah. You know, but I never yeah. forgot it. I never forgot her, her, hands. her hands. But yeah, I would have loved, That's loved incredible. to have a photo. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm taking a mental photo. So joke's on you. Yeah. I was like, you I'm just made this experience so strange that I'm never going to forget. <laughs> like you just really <laughs> shocked me there. So that's our photo. That's, that's our real so photo. We'll live on past a real photo. Um, you stayed in a dome, uh, right, for the weekend? You I did. I was... Tank a dome? I was... I only was in the dome for a single night, and I wish we were there for longer, but basically we, um... I just really didn't been wanting to go to the beach, and I... When the 4th of July rolled around, I just really <laughs> didn't feel like going to a party. Like, I was just like, the last thing I want to do is be Hell at the no. July party. Especially in LA. Just oh my couldn't. God. Every, yeah. every year I just try to remind myself, like, every 4th of July in LA, I'm like, don't go out. Don't go to the beach with, like, like, go to the beach with, like, someone you trust. But, like, don't go to some random beach party of an acquaintance. Don't go to a random house. You're going to get stuck. Yeah. You're going to get stuck, and the beer is going to be warm. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the beer will be warm. Um, well, last party, last year, Chris and I had a party here, and it, I had a really great time. What we did that we... I thought was really smart is we knew that our party shouldn't be like a rager. So we set it up earlier in the day. And so a lot of people mm-hmm. came through on the way to other parties. And that was kind of nice. Cause it was just sort of like literally by seven thirty, 
people were going. Oh, wasn't and I Chris there? And I were like, this was, was amazing. That, wasn't I there? You were there. I think you I was were there, there and you went to NPC's house after. Oh my god. Okay, but it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a Fourth of July <laughs> party, really. It was like summer solstice. There was no American stuff. Well, no, we, it was just on the 4th of July or maybe on the weekend, yeah. but it wasn't, we didn't make it like, there was no like, yeah. uh, you know, we didn't make it kind of and say the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever, you know? Yeah, it was a beautiful, it was a very good um, food, like everyone bought, re- brought really good food. Someone brought like a really like high level charcuterie situation. Do you remember that? Like someone like walked in with I like, think that was us. I think that was oh, us. Oh, really? Or someone added, I just remember I was yeah, we were, impressed with like how giving people were, <laughs> like they really brought. But yeah. Because everyone's older. Well. We're older now. Well, also because part of it stuff. was. I just remember part of it was we also sort of made it a housewarming party because we had moved in two months ago and hadn't had any a party. So people brought, like, mm. flowers. I remember this guy, this really sweet guy came and just brought me flowers and was like, congratulations on your new home. And I was like, okay, I've met you two times. Mm. Um, thank you so much. Like, it was so sweet. Oh, that's what it was. I um, feel like it was half housewar- uh, housewarming, half July 4th. But it was definitely, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like, on the day. It was really good, yeah, really good energy, Um, but we didn't want to do that this time. We just had Chris's birthday, and that wiped me out for parties. Um, So, yeah, so basically this year I said to Chris, like, I really just want to be at the beach. I don't want to be by my neighbor's place because my neighbors have, like, insane circuit parties, Um, and I just couldn't handle it, Um, and... Mm -hmm. So we made this plan that we were like, we're going to go to Malibu. We're going to go far out of Malibu, but we don't want to do the drive. And then just it just happened so easily, which is like the really the best things happen easily, where we were just truly half asleep on the couch. And we thought, like, could we just stay anywhere? Like, we'll just camp anywhere. And um, we found this place in Topanga, and it was one twenty-five a night, which is, like, amazing. That's so, um, yeah. That's so good. I know. And it was just like... You know, we were able to just book it for the night, so we drove out, and the guy who, like, showed us around was wearing, looked so vibe shift. He was wearing um, tight black <laughs> skinny jeans. He was wearing a slightly oversized but, like, stiff-ish white shirt, white crew neck, and then mm. a, a black leather tassel um, necklace. Oh, like a bolero, <laughs> maybe? Then, but, like, long, but, like, longer. It literally looked like a long tassel, like leather. Yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then a black leather, like, hat and, like, one of those wide brim hats, you know, and then um, black, Ugh, black, wide brim like, hat. pointy suede shoes. Yeah. It I've was just crazy. never been able to be a wide brim hat person. And I just, mm-hmm. but I don't hate it. I don't know. I kind of wish. Like, I see people who have, like, a wide room hat moment. I'm like, I know you're having so much fun, but I just can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I go in and out. I go in and out where I feel like sometimes I'm like, this is me. This is my moment. And then other times I'm like, wow, I'm really feeling big. Like, I'm feeling like I'm taking up so much space with this wide brim. You know? I've been thinking more, like, the, the wide brim hat that's more, like, because you're talking about, like, you wear, like, cute straw hats that are, like, for sun protection. That's one thing. But, like, the brim hats that yeah. look like you're from another time or you're like you're trying to be like mm-hmm. a cowboy or like a mystic or like out of yeah. the movie you know what I mean and that's yeah. always been a thing and it's funny because like in Venice like you know like people will wear them there's like feathers in it and it's just like such a whole declaration but I'm like I get it like it must be great but I you know right so what did he totally. seem like he was having fun <laughs> 
he well I'm I'm his vibe. he was super yeah you're good he was super business which i wasn't expecting from him and i think part of it is we said we were going to be there at 3 30 and we sh- three and we should have put four but we kept updating him it was just like this weird thing where i was like i thought based on his outfit that he was going to be sort of like whimsical topanga guy and then he was literally just like here's the porta potty this is the flush button and then you're going to come over here to the and it was just like i was like you don't wait what this isn't aligning okay exactly okay well, that's what i'm saying it's like when i imagine this guy in my head i'm like oh he's dressing up as his character to like be this character but yeah then he's being like mr airbnb that's really funny but he was truly there and then he was gone it was it was almost like he and i don't even know where he went maybe he drove away in a car we couldn't tell if he Sad like cowboy live next door or if he you know, just was a property person. It was so funny. But the the dome itself was great. <laughs> it was super, um, it was so quiet. Um, oh, my God. I can actually tell you this story. So this is crazy. So so we're in this dome, and you can't hear, you can hear, like, similar to when you, we could hear a Beyonce uh, on the last recording because your neighbors, there's nothing in between you and your neighbors, but they're really far away. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a dog barking. And every so often this dog would bark, and it sort of made sense because it was you know, fireworks, you could hear fireworks. And so I, I felt bad for this dog. But after a while, the dog was barking mm, like 20 times a minute. Like it was bar- barking mm. constantly, constantly. And um, Chris and I were reading and we fell asleep. and Or Chris fell asleep and I was reading. And I could almost not focus because this dog, I just kept thinking about how sad this dog was. And then I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to send this dog love and light i'm going to send this dog compassion and i'm going to tell this dog Mm -hmm. i hear you and i feel i feel for you right and so i did it Mm. and after like 30 seconds the dog stopped and i was like well that's kind of cool and i was like well that's kind of cool i guess i can go back to reading about judaism you know i was like i was like you know you know literally like all done here and then I put, <laughs> and then I put the book book up, and I was reading again, and the dog started barking, and I was like, "Oh, cur!" So uh, that magic didn't work. So I did it again, and I did it for longer, and the dog stopped for the rest of the night. It was crazy. Hmm. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So that was kind of cool because it I'm definitely just felt like, time. yeah, it just felt like in those wide open natural spaces, magic does feel more palpable. And I was like, okay, I can mm-hmm. feel this. I can feel his energy, and I can feel that he's sad, and he just needs someone to tell him it's okay. Like, I could just feel it in a way that it wasn't just like, oh, that dog's barking, and it's just like this noise and the rest yeah. of the noise. Well, you were you know? connecting. Mm-hmm. Like, you were truly connecting. You know what I mean? Like, you weren't coming at it from, like, the dog's annoying, I'm trying to read, even though that was an aspect of it. But you were like, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That is very cool. And I also, dogs are so energetic, you know what I mean? They have bigger, they have big hearts. Apparently their hearts are bigger than their body-to-heart ratio. Oh. And it's just like, I think anything, I don't know, I just think dogs, yeah, they definitely, everyone would agree, they have like a very unsaid language. Maybe we should do that more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. More telepathy with dogs. <laughs> totally. That's a great story. Yeah, I it was really, really wonderful. That. And I might... But it made me think about next time in general, like all the things that were, we sort of put the energy out. We're 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 always putting energy out, and it made me think in that moment about how like I put energy out more through like the unconscious narration of my mind, and how if I'm just able to like focus a little bit more, untrain, and like I don't know, 
it just was a, it was a moment for me where I was like, it's the dog, but it's also everything else. And like, I just, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times I'm just, I think we all do this. We're just unconsciously thinking about things and being like, well, this is the way it is. Cause I like, think I decided that a minute ago and that person like definitely doesn't fuck with me, you know? <laughs> and it's like, well, when did that happen? Mm-hmm. It happened in your brain, mm-hmm. you know? Or, you know, this thing isn't going to happen because I oh, totally. decided it a while ago. But it's like, it's all, you know, it, it just expands us so much. But it was like a really beautiful, like, exploration of that. Um, but yeah, Topanga's mm-hmm. great. And I miss I miss it there. We went to this really cool pizza place. And there was this, I like, psychedelic Topanga. band playing with a flute player. And it was so good. And um, I want to, I would love to have, like, I'm trying to figure out this thing that that there's like family that has like obscure family that maybe obscurely has like a tiny piece of land, like in some area mm-hmm. near there. And I'm trying to figure out if I can, um, contact this person and be like, yo, we need to talk. <laughs> but yeah, get me over there. I still yeah. feel like I'll end up in Topanga. Like I have always felt that even though like logically I'm like, it's such a fire hazard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm always like, like I'm always like, I feel like I'll end up in Topanga or just like something, but it's also just not safe. Well, it was funny because when you were, when I was driving around there, I had this moment where I was like, of course Gabby's in Hawaii because it's the like, it's like when you envision things for yourself in the future, I do think that like the universe often changes little aspects because it, it knows like what's better aligned for you. And I was like, mm. this is exactly that, exactly that at least for this moment, where, like, Gabby's envisioned herself in Topanga and ends up in Hawaii because it's a similar vibe, but it, like, maybe serves her better or, like, is more safe or whatever. But even just the, like, pocket that I'm in, I've actually made that connection because it's, like, I think about, like, Topanga versus, like, everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, it's so similar even in, like, the social aspects because Mm -hmm. this area is, like, weirdly, like, they joke about it and call it, like, Maui wood. (laughs) <laughs> you know, where there's just, like, celebrities have, like, secret homes in this area, particularly. Yeah. And more so than other areas. And that's, like, Topanga, too, where it's, like, Topanga is where, and Topanga and Malibu are, like, where, like, L.A. celebs move to be, like, more hidden away and get, like, a taste of nature. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then also the fact that Topanga and Malibu, it's, like, surfing and, like, horses, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, it's pretty much just, like, m- like country ocean vibes. It's right. the same thing. Same thing. Everyone has a truck. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. But Topanga, yeah, Topanga was just. I mean, I feel like I've told this story many times, but like just <laughs> how I went to a school that was neighboring Topanga, and the Topanga kids either went to Malibu High or Pali High, and I was at Pali High, and just one year we just got this like handful of Topanga kids, and it was just like a <laughs> culture shock to the whole school. Because the school was, like, very diverse and, like, tons of different people, but there weren't any, like, clear hippies, you know? Like, right, everyone was right, just, right. like, an athlete or, like, yeah, a lot of athletes at my school, a lot of just kind of, like, normie vibes. And, uh, yeah, it was just these, like, people arrived on orientation day that just had, like, belly shirts and, like, crochet <laughs> shorts and, like, all knew each other and, like, already had weed. And it was amazing. I loved it. And, yeah, they all so knew funny. each other. Um, yeah. Really great. Topanga has a great, great thing going. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Just the pizza place. I was like, this is like almost utopia where it was like literally the music was playing and you could tell people were taking it in, but they weren't like mm. obsessively looking like they had to focus on it, you know? And then there was just like people knew each other and there weren't enough tables. And so this one woman went up to 
another woman who had just taken an entire table for herself that with like an with like a to-go box of pizza which of course to me is like why are you spatially unaware woman like take <laughs> take control of your <laughs> you know responsibility and this woman went up to her and was just like hi are you using this table and she sat down with her like kid and then the kids started talking to the woman and there wasn't like weirdness mm. about it at all it was just like so yeah uh, and that's how it should be it should be like sharing the big big old concrete slab tables you know so this was a place um, you went like for dinner time and they had like live music mm-hmm. and like so yeah so yeah what was it, it was called a place it was called endless color is what it was called <laughs> funny 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 yeah. yeah endless color endless yeah. color it was gorgeous. Where do you get that? You know what I mean? How do you think of that? Endless color. And there was, there was also um, tons of records and tons of cassettes. And then when you go, and you go inside and they've sort of built it out to be almost like cave-like and the, the lighting mm. fixtures drop down like, stalag- like sort of whimsical stalagmites. Mm. It was kind of cool. Endless color, yeah. Topanga. I'm going to look it up. I mean, endless color, like, that's a point. <laughs> There's, like, a lot of... Yeah. Life is endless color in some ways. Oh, my God, cool. Isn't it cute? Yeah. And their font is, like, endless color. Right. That's fun. The pizza <laughs> And the best incredible. gluten-free pizzas I've ever had. Best, 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 best. Oh, that's best. important. Yeah. But at least it trips me out that, like, gluten-free stuff can be so bad and then so good. And it's like, well, why don't you just get up to speed with the good people you know it's like you think about technology and you're like the gluten-free technology if there's already people doing so well (laughs) then everyone should be everyone should you know totally or like restaurants and politics you know right yeah if that country has like free health care and they're all happy like (laughs) why can't we just do it it's kind of weird yeah yeah exactly Plates, plates, plates. Yeah, gluten free uh, should be the standard. Um, but yeah, Topanga was great. And then we went to the beach, and we were at the beach for like six hours. Um, Which beach did you go to? We ended up going to Zuma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, have you ever been to Surfrider? Did we go? No, we haven't been. Let's go. I think that's the best. Let's anyone listening it. in LA, I think that's the best beach in LA. It's so easy to get to. The water's actually clear sometimes. And it's right across from the Malibu um, Country Mart. Country Mart, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can, like, eat at Whole Foods after. We were going to go there, but there was um, a huge, like, the parking lot was already chock full when we drove mm. by, which was crazy. So we got we got out, the, out of the Airbnb at, like, 8.30 in the morning, and we got lunch at this place called like Cafe Aroma or something which was so cute and there was a French woman working there and they had like of course they had crochet tops and crochet shorts (laughs) for sale (laughs) um and so we went down and then we went down to PCH and drove to Malibu got gas got Chris a pair of boarding shorts because of course he didn't bring his for our beach day trip (laughs) and um got an umbrella because I did, have like we very to, strong opinions on board shorts. We had a really lucky experience where it was Rip Curl was open in, in Malibu. <laughs> and he found like a really good pair of just like simple black ones that have these like mm. cute pockets and make his butt look pretty cute. Um, and so <laughs> I like that. I was trying to I was trying to get him to get really short ones because I love I love when guys have really short boarding shorts. But 
we compromise where they're like above his knee, but they're not like you know mid calf. Yeah, I had the same experience because I was like, it's very (laughs) really, it's just like very cute when they like mid thigh. But yeah, um, yeah, Jamie always had just like everything he has is for function. Like he's just function man. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So I was like, okay, let's get some like nice board shorts just for like chilling that aren't like to the knee and like just you know Mm -hmm. and so I got ones from Everlane that were actually really nice and they were like oh nice yeah they're a bit short they're short in the way that like if he's sitting it's like they go kind of like they go up you know like they go mid yeah yeah. if he's standing they're like which I kind of (laughs) love and the first time we noticed that was like in public like at a party you know I was like oh those get really short (laughs) when you sit down (laughs) so funny that's Um, so great the peekaboo short but yeah he's cute he looks good in a lot of things he has the frame yeah, for it you could make him into a model oh that'd be fun that would be a fun yeah, he has uh, such a tiny era. little waist <laughs> yeah it's so funny <laughs> i also think it's funny that like my past two boyfriends were like were like my current and last and like we're just really skinny <laughs> half yeah. like you know like, right, my right, same right. weight, and then, like, but, like, taller. I don't know what it is, but I do like it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Chris is the is the most, like, slender person I've been with, and I always thought I, I liked kind of big, big, tall guys, but then Chris is actually mm-hmm. more preferable, like, his body type, and it feels, because it just feels, like, less, like, to handle. Like, it feels, like, more okay, like, yes. just hanging yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, like, I... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, it's funny, but that changed for me. Like, my first boyfriend was, like, very masculine and big yeah. and just, like, man, manly as hell. And then I really yeah. enjoyed that. But then after that, I met, like, the complete opposite. Just, like, a, like a skinny, like, never got into a fight in his life type person. Right. <laughs> and it was so great and, like, easy and chill and, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, like, less man to deal with. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, like, when they're so just, like, big and, like... Because I think I used to be like, oh, it's nice to feel, like, small, kind of. But, like, mm-hmm. I d- really don't care anymore. Like, I almost yeah. like being, like, <laughs> thick, you know? Like, being, like, a boom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> what yeah, now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's also, like, they need that because it's, like, they're bony. And then, like, they need someone who's a little more cushiony. Otherwise, like, they'll... Of course. Of course. Yeah. We're doing the Lord's work for the bony men. I know. God. (laughs) I feel like Pete Davidson is, like, very skinny, too. He's definitely skinny. Okay, you know what I was thinking about Kim that I want to talk about? It's just, like, she reaches, like, milestones every week. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm on the cover of Vogue. I walked for Balenciaga. I did Estimate. Like, every, but just her whole career, she, like, and I'm just, like, what is that like? Because, like, back in the day, it would be like, oh, Kim Kardashian, you know, was famous for her... It would be, like, one line. You know what I mean? It would be, like, mm-hmm. one clothing line or, like, one thing or, like, a handful of things. But um, now... But, like, I guess it, it's just making me think of just, like, where we're at now, which is, like... I don't know. Like, are people satisfied with their, like, one great thing in the way that Right, like, everything can happen so quickly. So it's, like, it does happen that way if you're Kim Kardashian. Yeah, it must be true. Like, in the past, you could make one great novel or one great body of work or be, like, one great Mm -hmm. designer who had, like, maybe one collection that really hit the mainstream or something. And then now it's just, like, you know, 
But she's also not really... I don't know. She's like a doll that gets dressed up in different situations, you know? Yeah. Which is different. Yeah, for her, it's kind of like she's put in these, like you said, situations. It's not like she's the one, like, putting together the Balenciaga fucking runway collection, you know? Like, she's not the one that's... Like, she'll give input on the Vogue cover or, like, the Sports Illustrated cover, but she's not, like, collecting all the pieces and doing all the, like... heavy lifting so I think there's an aspect where it's like she shows up she gives her like mental input and then Mm -hmm. her physical body I feel like she spends so much time working out like I can't imagine how much she probably works out every day to because that's really her thing that her her like creative work is her body also did you notice that with Pete she started slimming down like a lot like, she's, she's always been thin, mm. but she was, like, curvy. And now she's, like, you can see her collarbones. And it's, like, she definitely... So she's become, like, skinny with titties as opposed to before where she mm-hmm. was, like, thick all around in a way. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's her being, like, I'm with, like, a skinny-ass white guy, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, like, projecting yeah. that onto herself. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, people often do perform for who they want to attract, and it's, like, Pete Davidson in the past was with a lot of, like, little models who, like, weren't, like, curvy at all. Totally. Totally, you know? totally. So even if it's, like, subconscious, you know, whereas, yeah. like, Kim before is, like, getting with, like, Kanye and, like, people who notably, you know, in their past were dating, like, busty, like, booty girls, you know? Yeah, a certain body type. Right, it's kind That's of so funny. True. Yeah. It also could be just kind of... It's probably hard to age with all that stuff on you. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Like, it's just... Because also I feel like... old? (laughs) Naturally, the body is like... When you get older, you lose muscle mass or collagen. Like, you actually lose... Like, a lot of people sort of get a little more... um, hollowed out when they get older Mm. and so then like having to counteract that with like more filler or like more whatever it's probably just like yeah which is also like a youthful vibe like it is a youthful vibe to be like my big perky butt you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and then if you think about beauty standards which extend into old age for women especially it's like well what's the graceful beauty it's like this skinny, right. long-haired woman who, like, sinks into herself and, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, there isn't too much to look at, basically. You know what I mean? Which is interesting. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, and it's also weird that all the Kardashians, like, are now dating, like, skinny rocker types. Oh, that's and interesting. Yeah. Wait, what's up with... Ki- is Kylie doing that, too? No, it's- but I'm, like, I'm wondering if Kylie and Chloe are next. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Kendall and her boyfriend broke up. Very 2K. Which is funny because it's like, okay, like, you guys were never publicly very together, but it's like, they broke up. I think Kendall's a lesbian. Like, I know you're not supposed to say that stuff, but I think that would make a lot of sense. Like, how can that whole family be, like, probably, like, one in four? Right, right. Yeah. Um, And also, that would be cool. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Kendall's funny. I remember that I think it's also funny how like on her instagram she like kind of acts like a like she acts like one of us <laughs> you know what i mean like she does mm-hmm. like 
uh, photo dumps that are, like, vague and pretty and show that, like, she's paying attention to details and, yeah, you know, it's yeah. funny that she's taken on that identity. Good for her. Well, she's also the person who, like, of all of them, hasn't done the most Kardashian-y thing. Everyone else has. Like, Kylie did Kylie Cosmetics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Chloe has that other thing, Good American. Like, they all have their own thing, and Kendall's just sort of like, I make modeling things so she can do whatever but she wants to do more i have a prediction i feel like she'll either like become an artist or like mm-hmm. a writer okay, or like she's she 818 she's 818 yeah but even know, then, but that's, that's just different. another that's very kardashian like oh i'll be the face yeah. of like a party thing you know yeah but i do think i feel like she yeah i don't know my, pre- my prediction yeah she'll like start making art or like something like a craft because I yeah. think she's supposed to. Well, she has her sound bowl situation, which is yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. She loves sound. That's nice. She's a lover of sound. Yeah, I wonder, you know, I wonder, you know, it's going to be so interesting is one day, if we make it, <laughs> um, there'll be a kid that, like, like Kim Kardashian will die or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. will turn to someone and... Maybe there'll be someone in the room who's younger, right? And you'll say, oh, my God, Kim yeah. Kardashian died. They'll be like, who? <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, my yeah. God, she was so big when I was young, you know? Because that know. happens now, you know? Like, yeah, that'll happen with my parents. Well, they'll be like, oh, this person. And I was like, oh, who's that? That sounds kind of familiar. And they're like, oh, it was huge in the 80s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. you have no idea. Right. And it's just over. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, it's so crazy. The 80s. I feel like I was the 80s. there for the 80s, but I wasn't. I wasn't even born yet. The 80s sounds so vague to me. Like, I just feel like it just sounds like a wash of neon. I just, I've never gotten a grasp on it. I feel like there's something they're not telling us. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I think the 80s has some (laughs) secrets that, like, they're not telling us. It's probably just a lot of, like, the 80s was lost to Coke. And so it's just kind of like, oh, I guess um, the 80s happened. But no one can really describe it properly. (laughs) The consciousness level was lower. (laughs) So it yeah, get, like, it definitely was. Baked into the future energy as much. It really was. The future so energy. Sure. Energy. <clears throat> Did um, you do anything for Fourth of July? What was the what was the vibe? <laughs> oh my god, I had such a, it was almost like an LA moment, but without the traffic and like just chiller. But um my boyfriend has this friend who came out here a while ago, but is like not he's just like <laughs> Like, he just does things that he can do anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I think if, like, you're going to be out here, like, uh-huh. I don't know, like, farm, like, help out. You know what I mean? But he just, like, works yeah. at, like, the yeah. one bar there is and, like, mm-hmm. wants to party and make mm-hmm. friends. You know what I'm just like, dude, you could literally do that anywhere. But it's fine. He's harmless. Um, yeah. But we sort of keep our distance from this person sometimes, but he can be freaky. But, um... He was like, I'm having people over for 4th of July. And, like, to be honest, like, we skipped a week of going to the grocery store. So we, like, don't have a lot of good food right now. <laughs> and I was like, here's the thing. Uh-huh. We go to the 4th of July party and, like, eat something we don't have. Because <laughs> basically, we, we, we go to the grocery store. Like, we should go every two weeks to, like, have really good meals. And then if we make it three weeks, it's, like, so doable. But, like, the final week is, like, a lot of tortillas and, like you know tuna you know it's like very like eggs like it's just like very limited yeah and we like to have like really big dinners and everything and so for me I was just like I just want to eat like 
to eat food that's served to me. And it was amazing because the person who cooked for yeah. the party was like a real chef. So there was actually really oh, good great. food there and I was so happy. But I had a great time. I was like being really like kind of actually that was the day I was really mad, but like in a funny way. And we showed mm. up. And he had moved to a new house we hadn't seen yet. And it was just, like, such a, like, it felt like being in college or something. Because it was, like, it was just a house someone got to party. You know what I mean? There's, like, the couch with the bong and, like, a movie and, like, enough space for people to pass through. Oh, my God. And then everyone there was, like, super random but also just, like, really nice. Um, And I was just in this, like, fighting mood. And that was the day that I posted, like, my, like, girl (laughs) war stuff. Because I was just, like, but it was, like. Oh, yeah, wait. I was so, that's haunted me. What's haunted you? The war on women or war of women? <laughs> the girl war. It's just the girl war. Um, okay. Girl war. But it's stuff you and I actually have talked about many times on Illusion Pod. I just, like, gave it a name for every time I have the emotion now, which is just, uh-huh. like, our frustrations with how, like, you know, your number one haters are women. It's always women on women. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, my whole course. thing, and I made a whole Patreon episode about it that I'll try to sum up, but it's just the idea that, like, it's understood like we've had this conversation about like the scarcity like when we talked about the Met Gala you know what I mean the Met Gala is full of men in tuxedos who have more money more power more influence more elite bullshit than any of the women but all you hear about is why did this influencer go why did she wear this why was AOC there and it's like just the constant Mm -hmm. like I hate to say it but like bickering amongst women especially with political stuff and just how unnecessary it feels you know and also like my own noticing of like uh, just people who just don't like me and instead of just being like, fuck you, I don't like you, you know, they're like, this mm-hmm. is like, you're doing this and you're doing, and they try to make it a big political discourse and it's just like, dude, I, <laughs> I see right yeah, through yeah. it, you know what I mean? So that thing. So there's mm-hmm. just this like, what's happening I feel like now is like with the political discourse heightened mixed with just honestly the like, the nature of insecure women, <laughs> I think, you know, Mm-hmm. doing that and not really realizing like not really realizing how much we let the men off the hook in so many of these situations just to, like attack a girl for her dress and presence um yeah it's just that now it's kind of like disguised as this greater cause you know right like let's talk shit on lana del rey because she's bad for women because she glamorizes this this and this and it's like why don't we just yeah. say like hey she's expressing herself and she's allowed to do that you know what i mean like yeah just like men have done for many many you know like The men aren't getting together and being like, did you hear what Kanye rapped about? I don't think that's, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't think he's representing us well. Like, it's just, it's so tiring. And I know where it comes from. You know, I know that there's genuine reasons for that. But I think a lot of it gets lost in this, like, petty war where I'm just like, dude, we're allowed to just chill. You're allowed to listen to Lana Del Rey and enjoy it. You're allowed to have things that you like and that you don't have to apologize for. You don't have to uphold the entire, like, womanly race with every fucking decision you make. And mm-hmm. I'm just not going to play the game, <laughs> you know? But I was just yeah. feeling the pressure because this new thing is happening and I've been seeing, like, cultural commentary or whatever that is basically, like, redefining stuff that happened in the past as something entirely different. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people have been hating on, like, the Tumblr girl because a lot of influencers right now that are big and, like, influential, like, they started on Tumblr, right? And they're still mm-hmm. going and now they're maybe 25. And they're just these, like pretty girls getting Prada in the mail and stuff. And just a lot of the critique for those people is like, oh, they're upholding like, (laughs) like toxic, tortured woman standards and things like that. And then they cite people like Courtney Love or Fiona Apple or, 
Lana Del yeah. Rey, and I'm like, really? That's what you got from it? That a, a woman, that it's less likely that a woman is, like, speaking her truth and expressing herself in her art? It's more likely that she's playing into a trope for men's right. pleasure and like and I'm like men don't even like tortured women you know when I was listening to Courtney <laughs> yeah. Love when I was a teenager I wasn't like oh this is gonna be great for my dating life <laughs> you know I was like yeah, damn like, yeah someone's being fucking honest with me but it just yeah it's just like young people I think especially on TikTok and everything it's like there's an incentive to like meme things and make them bad right, you know there's right. an incentive to get on the phone and be like women like Lana Del Rey because this, this, and this. And then a fight happens in the comments, and then somebody writes an article about it, and it's just, like, but then you for actually me, I don't think way. it's about... Yeah, and for me, I think saying this stuff isn't so much about, like, oh, I want to change the culture or tell people what to do, but I just want to remind people who, like you and I, see how simple it can really be, you know? Just, mm-hmm. like, a reminder to be, like, yes, while everyone's out here taking apart what you like and saying that it's done with bad intentions and that everyone has a bad intention and like the woman is evil where's the good woman the woman better be the best woman ever to represent us like just enjoy your shit like live your life write your stuff have your unique relationships with your artists and like leave me out of it (laughs) you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um anyways I was in that mood yeah I was was just like I was talking to someone about this who like works with Mitski, who's like a musician mm. and Mitski's been around for a really long time but only recently has she like blown up on tiktok and not through anything of her own like she's literally just like uh she doesn't even have a twitter her twitter she's very like anti-social media because she doesn't think that it benefits people like or her music mm. and so but people have been like identifying her as like a femme cell person and being like i love Mitski because exactly. i can be alone in my room and I don't, like, no boys love me and all of this stuff. And, like, the person I was talking to was, like, I haven't really, like, cracked this, but it's, like, this trippy, like, phenomenon that's happening. And, like, it's just, it's funny because the problem, obviously, with TikTok and stuff is, like, it makes artists start to make music that's, like, good for TikTok, which I, that's a whole other conversation. But, like... And their managers, and their managers tell them to. Right, exactly. That was and a whole like, Twitter thread, yeah, where it was, like, yeah. different people were, like, hey, guys, like, 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 I want to, like, release a song. Yeah, she had yeah. that. Who else had that? Was FK Twigs also, I saw. Mm, yeah. And it's trippy, man. It's, like, all of this is sort of, it happens so slowly, so we don't think about it. But then it's, like, you know, this these sorts of things do change culture instead of just being, like, okay, like, Mitski is an artist that lived outside of this context for the majority of her career, and then you're weirdly, like, putting her in this context. In, it, like mm-hmm. you said, instead of having your own personal relationship with them, it's like you're, you're, you're memifying it, and then everyone starts to see it that way. And, like, you know, I don't know. It's funny. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, it's more, it is very funny. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's but, it's like it's yeah. funny in like a you know dark humor way. It's not. <laughs> yeah, totally. But the thumb cell yeah. thing—that's really what like made my thoughts even bigger because I felt that way for a while. Like, and you and I have hinted at different things, but like the thumb cell thing, I was like, seriously, like. But I thought about it too, and I was like, a part of it, and this was actually formed from posting and then, like reading comments and like engaging and like people saying different things. It's like. It's also a way to, like, apologize for liking something that people have canceled. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, Lana Del Rey has been canceled so much. And, like, so many times people are like, 
oh, she's like a, you know, it's like the same way with Kim Kardashian. It's like just her existence is bad for women, apparently, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you're someone who naturally likes Lana Del Rey because she's a great musician, very honest, writes her own stuff, and like is a fucking trip, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, wait, I really like this. But she was introduced to me at the same time as like her cancels and people saying she's problematic. And I don't want to like let down anyone or I don't want anyone to like publicly shame me in my comments if I talk about her. So like if I call myself like a femme cell or like manipulator or whatever, like say like, oh, I'm in my evil era. I'm in my (laughs) manipulator era. I'm in my damsel in distress (laughs) era. It's like right. a way of saying, like, hey, I'm really conscious of what this artist represents, and then I'm going to listen to it anyways, but you guys, like, it's like apologizing and, like, asserting, like, but I'm intellectually aware, right? Right, And it's like, course. dude, you're allowed to, like, listen to Lana Del Rey. It doesn't make you stupid. It doesn't make you, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And, of course. And I don't say that to be, like, once again, like, cultural as much as just, like, for the individual to just enjoy life. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's not about, like, well, there's let's also figure out like, what Lana Del Rey means, you know? We've, but I think also it's something like, that it? it's, we've always embraced artists as, and we've talked about this again before, but, like, we've embraced artists for what they can symbolize for us, and, like, artists up, up until this point have never been expected to be, like, whole people, or, like, yeah. we've taken the art that they've yeah. given us and that's like represented a, a portion of our psyche right like our, a portion of our collective consciousness it's not like you know we've never expected that of people until now because social media all of a sudden it's like mm-hmm. well if you could tell us all about yourself you should which again i we talked about this in the last episode but i don't think that's good for anybody because that's not how any of us really work but it's such a trippy thing, too, because it's like someone like Lana Del Rey is representing a specific part of our lives, a specific part of our emotional spectrum. And it's like for her to do anything other than that would be dishonest to her art. But like artists who do that often, like you said, she writes all her own music. A lot of artists don't. So a lot of artists, you have a team of people and a team of managers being like, OK, this is how we're putting we're packaging you. And people don't like think about that. Mm. Like they just they're just like, why is this artist being problematic? And it's like, well, this person is, like, telling the truth from her perspective fully her on her own. And, like, it's not... Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, <laughs> and it's, but it's, and it's yeah. not, like, a research project that ended up being a song, right? Like, by, like, a yeah. team of, like, of researchers and scientists. I don't know. I'm, no, I'm totally. being dramatic. Like, like, there's no scientists going into it. But I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, like... But yeah. you do have focus groups and, like, what will the demographic like and, like, what's trending on TikTok and, like, yeah. It's happening on TikTok, yeah. But it's yeah. also, like, not – my thing, too, is, like, not all cancels are created equal. And, like, Lana Del Rey, like, making music from the heart that people don't think it's, is, is good or, like, saying things that people interpret incorrectly is, like, really different than, like, okay, like, Harvey Weinstein or, like, R. Kelly type who does something that's, like, deeply incriminating and, like, involves their own power to, like, hurt people directly, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I'm just, like, are people, like, muddling up, like, the message? Like, the message isn't just, like, cancel anyone who, like, makes you feel uncomfortable or, like, says a buzzword. It's, like, there's levels to this shit, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I think it should be up to the individual, honestly, like, how they feel and... I'm just, I think it just comes from, like, everyone's exhausted by, like, everyone telling us how to feel about things, and it's, like, you kind of can't. You can't tell me how to feel about Lana Del Rey. You can't tell me what I was thinking when I was 14 listening to Hole. Like, that's on Mm -hmm. me, and you know what I mean? 
course, like, yeah. But that's, I think, you know, and, like, the femme cell thing really shows that with that it's, like, getting to, like, the youths or, like, anyone who, like, isn't passionately, like, protecting their autonomy is, like, yeah, you get to a point where everything is a guilty pleasure, you know what I mean? Everything is a mm-hmm. guilty pleasure, everything's, everything's, like, a secret. Oh, I'm secretly listening to Kanye. It's, like, for who, though? Like, who <laughs> told you you had to do that? Like, who told you you had to be ashamed? Like, someone yeah, who doesn't yeah. enjoy anything anymore do you you know like I, yeah I don't know yeah. I'm just kind of like it's just weird but you and I have been on that for a while and like I think a lot of our episodes have talked about it and been like yeah you guys it's okay <laughs> you can listen to music right um <laughs> yeah the girl war but I had so much fun the first day that I was like annoyed because I was just because with me when I get like angry I get like there's like two types of angry there's like genuinely angry where I think it only happens if I have, like, an issue with, like, a friend or person. And then there's, like, girl war angry, which is, like, ah, the internet's so annoying. And then, like, everything's kind of funny, you know? And I'm, like, a little bit more, like, boisterous. But, yeah, Yeah. so I got, like, kind of drunk. And (laughs) they had, like, super HD, like, uh, playlist of, like, live music. Like, very, like, acapella-y shit on the TV. What? And there was burgers. There was dip. (sighs) It was just, like, yeah. It was honestly good. (laughs) And there was dip, and, the, and there was, like, a slip and slide, and they, like, lit fireworks oh, that around fun. the slip and slide and jumped through it. Yeah, that was great oh to watch. Oh, my God. Um, and, yeah, the oh chef was, like, beautiful. She was, like, this beautiful, like, I was, like, she could, if she was in L.A., she would have become, like, a famous curve model. She was just, like, yeah. gorgeous, like, huge boobs, like, <laughs> and she was also a yeah, chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, has she been wifed? <laughs> has anyone right. claimed this wife? Watch, but, yeah, just, watch she out, was awesome. Watch out, Chrissy Teigen. Um, yeah, I ate um, hella that food. sounds like an ideal party. <laughs> it was good, and then we left pretty early to make sure that like our dog wouldn't be susceptible to any firework trauma. But there was no fireworks oh, at all, <laughs> all night. Aww. But then there was the next day, uh, which was torture for him. He's so cute when he's staring. He just gets all weird, so sweet. And, like, psychosis. <laughs> but um, I guess that was it. <laughs> yeah, we drove back. It was fun. Yeah, I got pretty drunk and. I was being, like, man funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know when you're, like, yes. you kind of act like, I feel like a mean guy, and then you make all the men laugh, and you're like, oh, yeah, because I'm tapping into, like, like, I was, like, in, I was, like, in a, like, like, <laughs> you know, I was, like, drunk and, like, brawl, like, I was ready to brawl, you know? And so everything no, came out of my I mouth. No, I feel that. Like, very, I know like, that vibe. Like, roasty, like, I was, like, roasting and, like, saying stupid shit and, like, uh-huh. I was making the dudes laugh today, that day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's always fun. It does feel like a certain sense so of power. Fun. Yeah, I've definitely, like, seen you. I, I have memories of, like, you in that mood and me being like, I fucking see it. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I... It's like a confident... I, that's one of the things I miss about socializing the most. Mm. Not that I, like, don't... I, I guess I just, like, that's what I like from social situations the most because it's sort of, like, breaking the fourth wall of how we all are, you know? Like... Mm. And it's just, it's nice when you can do that. I, I feel like some people just, I also, okay, so going back to the Judaism book I'm reading, one of the <laughs> things that was really powerful is um, this idea of gratitude or celebration. And the idea is like, how could you not like be, enjoy the things that like God or like life or whatever you want to call it has provided you like how could Mm -hmm. you 
deny yourself by denying yourself you're denying god and there's like mm-hmm. that's so different from christianity which is like you know you shouldn't enjoy these certain things and like i don't know i just like it's been really hitting for me recently where it's like there are certain people certain types of people and you get hardened by life and then you don't celebrate and you talk about this all the time i don't know it's just like really hitting for me in like a different way rather than just being like celebrate to like or appreciate for like to manifest or whatever it's literally just like what the fuck did we who do we think we are that's the vibe that's the vibe that's what it is who do we think okay, we are straight up okay yeah. who do we think we, okay that's what i feel about the girl war where i'm like yeah you're cutting off people's ability to enjoy things to celebrate innocent fucking things just because mm-hmm. you're miserable like why are we letting the fucking miserable people who think like let's call like this fem cell content like you're not fucking making art you're not up there dressing up talking about shit fucking on the floor of the Chateau Marmont, like, I don't want to listen to you, you know what I mean, I'm here to celebrate, I'm here to live life, I'm not ignoring problems just because I don't want to fucking, like, nitpick my life until it has absolutely, like, no meaning or no joy in it, and like you said, who do you think you fucking are, who do I think I am to, like, deny the God that exists in all good things, in all beautiful things, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I love that. It's exactly that. Who do you think you fucking are? Like, yeah. <laughs> I talked to someone once, they said this, and I think you, um, I maybe said this out loud before, I said it to you before, but it was just like, there's this weird thing happening where someone who you would just like never want to be friends with, never trust, <laughs> just like a miserable like person who has like a terrible aesthetic and like isn't a vibe at all, is like telling you what to do and you're supposed to like listen, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's the equivalent of like some like strung out ass person on a corner being like, the fucking Egyptians are coming to take over planet Zarg, and then, like, what, I'm gonna listen to them just because, <laughs> like, like, I just don't, <laughs> Yeah, it's so obvious yeah. to me, and it's like, okay, if that resonates with you, then, like, fine, go hang out over there, but, like, the only thing I notice is, like, the people who aren't miserable are not fucking going into, like, the miserable people's house being, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, witness me, like, no, dude, just, like, mm-hmm. leave us alone, we're just gonna... I'm going to go on my bike to Lana Del Rey, maybe shed a few tears, and, like, go kiss my boyfriend. Thank you. Yeah. It also, there's, like, it's Uh, nice to Judaism! Because I've been, been like, feeling like it's a very specifically L.A. phenomenon, and it, because it, there's part of it that's, like, the L.A. career vibe, where it's, like, or just people in general not being down and just how, see how things go, but instead, like, prejudge, and Mm -hmm. that... It's just, like, I just feel like it's, like, blah. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, blah. You know, like, why? <laughs> and, like, who decided yeah. Who decided that you had the authority to do that? And, like, again, who who do we think we are? Energy. But it's nice to hear that it's not just L.A. Like, it's nice to hear it's a world problem. No. <laughs> but it's, like, <laughs> well, you can't too is, like, I was raised in a super celebratory household. And it's, like, I couldn't. Yeah. I've talked about this before. It's, like, I couldn't, like relate to the other narrative I was supposed to take on about how poor immigrant parent brown dad whatever I'm supposed to talk about that all the time like Mm -hmm. it was terrible I'm there's definite Mm -hmm. systemic issues absolutely but my dad was fucking stoked to be here and stoked about everything Mm -hmm. today he sent me a video of a door opening and closing that he thought was a ghost like he's chilling (laughs) he's he's fine and like that's just the thing is like you know I understand if like that's your message that's what you're going through but it's like it's not mine and like you know and there's just this like fighting over the narrative of like this is the only narrative you know people who listen to this are like this people who had this upbringing in America had this and it's like no you know some of us were just talking about ghosts 
eating yeah. chicken every night. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and your family was the you most know. stable thing in my life. And like, yeah. in theory, it should have been the opposite if you were you. to take that narrative. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, if, if all if all white people, if all blue-eyed white folks <laughs> right. having the time of their life and the brown people aren't, you know. <laughs> Why was why was my family James's safe haven? <laughs> right, literally, literally. Why was why the was cabinet in the hallway? <laughs> Do that cabinet, that wooden cabinet in the hallway. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah, unchanging. Like that's the built-in, so like old ass wood is like. Of un- course, I guess that's what I think of when I think of my family's house. The like, it's beautiful. Weird it really is beautiful. That cabinet. Uh, anyways, but this is always like people always mistake it. And the other thing I don't like is like, oh, like to be joyful, to celebrate, is, like, you're privileged in some way. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, like, what about the other way that that happens, which is, like, resilience? Like, what about the people who grew up in a a family that praised resilience and praised personal, you know what I mean? That really worked for you and I. We talk about it all the time. You know what I mean? Like, sorry if it doesn't work for other people or makes them feel silenced, but it's, like, that's your bad, dude. Like, I'm sharing our story here, (laughs) you know? Totally, totally. No one ever stops celebrating. Also, Things are going to get bad. You know, it's like, I love my parents. One day they're going to die. Like, something is going to happen right. to me. I'm going to die one day, too. Like, fucking seize the day, dude. Like, if there's yeah. anything good in the day, I'm going to celebrate it. Because shit happens. <laughs> it really, really, really does Actual happen. shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Actual shit that isn't, like, Lana Del Rey is, like, maybe not. <laughs> no, I mean, it's so <laughs> true. And okay. I think... I think that's something that has made me like a positive way that I've when I'm able to be positive about like the things that happened to my mom and my dad growing up. It's like it reminds me that, you know, nothing is certain. And so everything has to be like every day there has to be something that you can look at and celebrate and like hold on to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And like also absolutely the 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 basically another Judaism thing, but there's, like, so many prayers throughout the day. Like, the idea is, like, you're always talking mm. to God and you're always praying and there's different, like, times to pray. And there, the prayer that you say when you wake up, the first words um, are, thankful am I. And that's, mm. like, so mm. crazy and powerful. And the people, mm-hmm. you know, the Jewish people were literally, like, exiled from their home and continually have had to, like, face these huge challenges. And, like, it's not like they're just, you know, chilling. And it's just, like, but they've always had that as their core, as, like, literally the first thing you say when you mm-hmm. wake up is, thankful am I. What? Mm-hmm. What does that say? What well, does that's, that okay, say? That's the other thing <laughs> about the Jewish, like, history, too, for me, which is so powerful and, like, goes beyond, like, the religion and, like, wanting to embrace it, is just, like, mm-hmm. the story, like, what you can gather from the story and it's like a group of people who were like enslaved like went through hell went through some of the most darkest like recent stuff you know like there's people Mm -hmm. still living from holocaust era like and it's just like to still have that outlook and like that a religion based in like gratitude and celebration and like loving what you do have like Mm -hmm. it's just genius (laughs) yeah you know and tangible rewards follow you know yeah yeah. A lot of successful happy Jews out there. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's so powerful to me that it wasn't Jews. like this thing that was like, oh, if we can just like be extra grateful then we're going to, you know, manifest the dream car. It's like it's just that these this group of people realized that connecting to God was connecting to source, connecting to nature like 
it was realizing that appreciation was the way to do that. Like seeing it for what it truly is, which yes. is like everything is, every little thing is a miracle. Like I'm just tripping out. Recently I've just been tripping out that like my body knows how to work on its own. It knows how to do totally. its thing. Totally. Like that's insane. That mosquito you bite your forehead. It every day. Blood flow. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and mosquito bite right my body like, knows how to get, get rid, rid of, of that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had that, dude. I had a moment. Um, I don't know if I told you this. When I smoked weed, did I tell you? Did I tell the story already? Where I smoked weed and like started channeling the energy to my knees. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I've been smoking weed more. And I used to have this thing, I've been on and off, like, smoking weed throughout my life, and there was times where I didn't smoke it because I felt that it was giving me, like, anxiety, right? And right. basically what would happen was I would smoke weed, and then my body would feel more, like, there would be more going on. Like, let's say I had a cut or a bruise, and if I smoked weed, I would feel it way more. Or, like, if I had a oh, thought yeah. that was bothering me, it would expand, right? And when mm-hmm. I was in those states, I would say, oh, um, like, the weed is magnifying this and making it overly dramatic and ang- anxiety-inducing, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had a moment. Weed has been really good lately. And then the other day, or a couple weeks ago, I was really sore for some reason. Oh, it was, like, his friends visited, and I literally hiked, like, eight miles that day, like, throughout the day. And, like, oh my, my body God. just handled it. Like, it was psycho. Yeah. Like, it was, like, I did things that my body hadn't done in, like, months, <laughs> years, ever. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. of course, the, my I was literally sore for, like, almost two weeks. And a lot of the soreness was in my knees and lower back. Mm-hmm. And so I smoke weed and we're watching TV and all of a sudden it's just like my knees and my lower back are like so prevalent. And immediately mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have smoked weed. Like now my body's telling me like alert, alert, even though I know it's okay. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, what if my, and I was like, I don't really feel pain. I was like, there's, there's not pain that I'm feeling. It's just a sensation. And I was like, let me listen yeah. to it. And so I'm listening to like my lower back and my knees and I start getting this like swirling feeling. And I was like, oh, wait, wow. like, my body just is telling me that if I focus on this, it'll heal faster. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there, like, I'm literally, like, we're watching TV. Like, Jamie doesn't know what's happening, you know, like, because I'm, like, in yeah, my crazy yeah. high bubble. And I'm just, like, yeah. focusing on my knees and just imagining, like, heat there. And it was started to tickle. It started to feel good. Wow. And I was like, wow. wow. And it was just me, like, like, focusing and then also changing my perception to be, like, it's not pain and it's not a problem. It's just a sensation of yeah. feeling, right? Yeah, I swear yeah. to God, the next day was the first day I felt relief. Like, it was the first day that I, of the two weeks, where wow. I was like, oh, I actually, like, oh, I can bend over like this again. And right. it just really changed my brain <laughs> in a way where I was like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's really something. Like, focus, that focus, that attention, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <sighs> so special. Damn. Yeah, the, the power of the mind. The body. The power of the mind, the body, yeah. you know, rushing to... And also just, I could feel when I was that high, I was like, like we were saying, like, all the blood is rushing, like, cure your mosquito bite. It's like, I felt like I was like, mm-hmm. all of these cells are like, like, zeroing in on my knees, right? And if I think about it, that's yeah. actually helping them, you know? And I was like, they're all rushing over there, and they're like, we gotta fix her knee. And I was like, yo, that's so cute. It's totally, so totally. Uh, well, it's like, if you think about it, there's literally, there's <laughs> scientific evidence that stress wears down the body and you would think like okay Mm. like I'm feeling something in the mind the mind is what gets stressed out right the mind is what feels overwhelmed Mm. worn down by like repetitive thoughts or actions and like but but no it it all compound it compacts and compounds and then all of a sudden it's like literally like stress leads like early onset of Alzheimer's and that's insane Mm -hmm. like these things are so connected um and so, of course, you would, you know, the, the thoughts, if you can really channel that energy into, like, a positive, 
um, channel, like that would totally make sense to me. Like, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like stress. Like, if you've ever Googled any symptoms, stress is always on the list, right? They're like, could just right. be stress, <laughs> you know? It's yeah, so you know, excrosomy. Um, yeah. And then also back with, do you have to pee? I feel like. I do have, I to, do have to pee, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't consent it. Yeah, I'm like shifting about it. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, was like, I do too. Right back at it. Um, but yeah, what, can you name drop the book for everybody? The Judaism book? Yes, it's called Here All Along, um, and it's by Sarah Hurwitz. Um, I highly recommend it. I'm still working my way through it, but it's it starts off, I will say the introduction, I listened to it on an audiobook, and it starts off with like a ton of statistics, and I just was like, oh man, I thought this was sort of not about numbers, but she she's just, that, that's just an introduction. Like she breaks down the Torah, the Talmud, mm. it breaks down like her experience with certain things, and like different prayers and I don't know it gets into like all sorts of it's really 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 awesome and comprehensive so I I recommend it I want to get it I'll probably get it yeah when I order stuff out here it takes like 20 years (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like you know it's like in LA you could be like I really want to read this book and then you like get it and it comes in like two days Mm -hmm. yeah um so I will order it and eventually snail my way over to it. Yeah, I do recommend buying but, a copy um, if you can because I got it from the library and now I'm, like, taking photos of all these pages. I'm definitely going to get a copy so I can mm. annotate it. But I just sort of felt like, oh, I'll just check it out. Um, but, yeah, it's really great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I really liked what you said about how, like, Judaism, like, the, the concept of, like, gratitude and, like, living in sort of, like, a quote-unquote, like, high vibrational state, mm-hmm. um, not as something in the name of manifestation, which was really popular for a while. Yes. Like, the secret and, like, uh, any kind of manifestation content, like, is always reminding you to be in that state, but then it promises a result or a reward after yeah. instead of, like, focusing as much as just, like, the general joy of being in that state. And I felt like... Have you read The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success? It's, like, a long time ago, but... Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, refresh me. Yeah, because it was always in the house. I always had it. Right. Well, it definitely um, was something my parents had in. too. I had it in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's one of those books where, like, the, the title, I, I can just imagine, like, the publisher was like, <laughs> this is the title we need. You right. Because the book's actually very, like, yeah, it's like for, like, the attention grabbing, like, 90s, like, make money kind of energy. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to, like, what it really is, which is essentially asking you, like, what do you think success really is? And success is actually just being in a state of joy and confidence that's. Uh, generated internally and not externally mm-hmm. that's kind of what the whole book is about um but that's another book that I feel like acts like it's going to be about manifestation it does offer tools like that but mostly it just reminds you much like Judaism does <laughs> that like being in that state is just the best thing for you and your life and like that is what success is you know it's like yes rejoicing yes <laughs> yeah you know I know and it's sort of like the because really, if you just think about it logically, it's like there's so much going on, just starting, like I said before, with your physical body that's like insane. Like you can't even comprehend it, you know? Like you could look you could look at your body, you could look at the ecosystem, you could look at the, the fact. I looked up recently because I, I was like, I know that like trees take in um, your carbon dioxide and create oxygen Mm. but then I I was like I wonder if the ocean does that too because I was listening to this other thing um about like how the ocean is changing um and it literally the ocean has 
um, plants within it that create oxygen too. Like how crazy is that? So every time you breathe out and you breathe in, you're actually breathing oxygen that has been created from the ocean. That's something like 20% of the oxygen in the world Mm -hmm. is from the ocean. And you just like, it's like, how could we not be just like in awe of, of all these things? Like it's, it's like, it actually makes more sense to, to be in awe than it is to not just by the most basic of things. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be like, oh dude, like this dude actually hit me up because like he saw that like my blog is like pretty fire. And so I'm actually pretty grateful, (laughs) you know, but it's like, it does not be this like crazy thing. (laughs) No, it's so simple. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't know. It's and just it's so decadent. Like, you realize... But you realize also how, like, decadent life is. Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking about how, like... Like, lately, every morning, I've been having uh, black beans and scrambled eggs in a tortilla. Mm-hmm. And, like, to me, it's so, like... It's such a decadent experience, mm-hmm. even though it's technically, like, really cheap food and, like, a tortilla. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, like, it's so warm and, like, mushy and, like, nourishing. And, like, when I eat mm-hmm. it, I'm like, this is, like... <laughs> like, it doesn't get better than this. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Like, like, this is, like, decadence. And it's, like, funny to think of, like, like even the ocean is so decadent. You know what I right. mean? Like, just the presence yeah. of it. And it's, like, how so much of life is just, like, yeah, it's just unreal. You know? And then we're made to feel like decadence is, like, a seafood tower, like, made of gold. Yeah. And it's, like, that kind of feels meticulous and tedious to me. You know? Someone's going to have to, like, clean it. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was put together in somewhere in a factory. There's another one of it. Totally. <laughs> totally. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, I had this moment yesterday where I was like, it's also just funny because if you get in the wrong, like, just frame of thinking, like, anything can seem sort of like a burden. Like, um, when when Chris had his party, everyone brought wine, and it was, like, so sweet, and we had made, like, batch cocktails, so there were, like, all these, like, bottles in the refrigerator, and then, like, more bottles were added, and I opened the refrigerator yesterday, and, like, I didn't get to the store because I had to, I had, like, work I had to do, and I just was, like, staring at these bottles being, like, oh, it just sucks that I, like, didn't get to the store, and, like, we might have to go out to eat now, and, like, it's sort of my fault. I should have gone to the store, and I now we have all these bottles, and I was just, like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Like, we have all these wonderful <laughs> bottles that people brought, and it's just, like, amazing that, like, mm-hmm. I can stare at these wine bottles that people brought, and it's so funny, and, like, and, like, yeah, maybe we have to go out to eat tonight because I didn't get to the store because I was, like, working on writing meditations and, like, these things that, like, I would never have believed that I would be able to do. And instead, I'm, like, I need to make more money and, like, I need to get to this level of, like, <laughs> success and, like, I can't, you know, do this thing. And it's, like, uh, where did uh, – you know what I mean? Like, if you're in the wrong mindset, mm-hmm. anything can look like a burden. But then I was, like, wait a second. Like, this is a golden moment. Like, I'm staring at these, like – bottles of wine that people brought for my boyfriend because he's so beloved and like these are like a symbol of that and like it's just so funny that they're still in the fridge two weeks later like it's you know what I mean like I don't know I was just like I need to yeah yeah. anyone can just like get in a mindset so easily like the mind like the mind is like a hamster on a wheel and you just have to put it on the right wheel like it's not you're not a bad person or a good person to pick it up put it back down (laughs) yeah exactly it can happen to any of us (laughs) <laughs> get it get some answers out of it um no yeah no I agree yeah no totally and it's also just like you know people are always like like shut up rich people but it's like I love hearing them complain because I'm like you're just like revealing some truths of just yeah ac- acquiring things you know yeah. what I mean and like what is true decadence like what is true success like 
you know. Mm-hmm. I remember, what's his name, that guy, what's his name, Dan Bilzerian. Oh, yeah. Uh, remember him? Of course, oh my god, yeah. he he got exposed to being a total fraud. You know that, right? No. That was one of the funnest and most satisfying like YouTube holes I've ever been in. Yeah, it was I was late like 2 years late to the news. But um he was always showing off this big house he had, but it was really just a, a house he rented for like way too much money per month. Oh my god. And like the real boss is like whoever owns that house and is just like raking in like cash from this guy who's trying to like cosplay. Wow. And um like he definitely was like he had enough um, but he was more of, like, a con man, right. you know, like, one of those people who had just enough money to kind of, like, and, like, a, a background to kind of, like, present as always having a lot of money and, yeah. like, gaining people's trust. Yeah. And he started this, like, company, and, like, most of his money was just, like, writing off shit to his, like, fairly unsuccessful, like, weed and apparel company. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and so just, like, tons of, like, and then now, and then he was being sued. Like, it's really bad. Like, it's really just someone who, like, you know narcissistically like needed to be seen as like the baddest richest like dopest guy but like didn't actually have it and like it's pretty funny oh my god that's so funny (laughs) and like his all his investors left or it's just like the worst case scenario but um, anyways something he said that always stuck with me back when I thought he was actually rich was he was like um he said he was like someone who uh, maybe they work all week, and then on a Friday night, they go to Outback Steakhouse and get a steak, and they feel like a 10. Mm-hmm. Like, the steak makes them feel like a level 10 of happiness. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I used to feel that way. He was like, that's how I used to feel when I'd go to a steakhouse, have a really good steak at the end of a week. Yeah. And he was like, now, he was like, with everything I do, he was like, I can get whatever I want, I do whatever I want. He was like, it's like a 3 or a 4. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, and I just like, that was the one, I think, relevant thing I ever heard him say, which was just like, just the awareness of like what makes something decadent and good is not what we think absolutely <laughs> you know? absolutely I want to enjoy the steak it's like when I was a teen and french toast from a diner was like gold on a plate yeah. like I just couldn't believe it was happening yeah and then when I got in my early 20s and it was like everyone had french toast at their cafes and like I had enough money to like eat it right it started to like be kind of shitty right <laughs> like it was like <laughs> a sad thing I was doing you know yeah, what I mean yeah, I was yeah. like I missed when French toast was like rare and like um, unbelievable like I couldn't believe my my life right was eating it. well I think that also just speaks to <laughs> this so like funny. thing of like how much do we really need like in terms of material objects like what do we really mm. need like what is actually fu- fulfilling to the spirit and like there's there's I think there's a limit of like the material that we need to fulfill like our our survival and then some and then it's like after that point like I think the focus needs to go elsewhere if you're if you're like fortunate enough to reach that point right like there was Mm -hmm. some study that was done that was like people who are happiest are something they make a they make something like a hundred fifty thousand dollars a year like that was like the happiest range of people I can't remember it now but I I remember learning about that in high school yeah I wonder if I can google it easily um that's interesting so that's not like a small amount of money but it's not like a you know a mega millionaire Mm. right like um yeah well it's like the concept of like i think like what really would change people's minds with like over consuming is like the goal should be like primarily like function and like simple need with like beauty and excitement as a treat and not because like you're downsizing in the name of some, like, political reason or saving the world because it also feels better, mm-hmm. you know? 
Like, it actually genuinely gives you a better life because you're not oversaturating yourself with something that is kind of only, like, super great when it's limited <laughs> and, like, rare. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, it's also, um, I guess if you're always, it's similar to, like, feeling like you can fulfill the, like, void with cons- consuming. Like, it's the um, no name mm. from Spirited Away. Like, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Totally. Oh, love that character. I know. Oh, I wish she was real. Like, I wish, I don't know. I wish she would show up in my yard. <laughs> I want to have a dream. I want to very. I want to put this out there. I want to have a very realistic dream about no name. I bet. I bet you could do that. Please, definitely do that. I would love to be no name for Halloween one year. That would be a really fun costume to do, and just walk around that so way. Such a fun costume. Yeah, I think the best costumes are when you they can't see you mm-hmm. or like hardly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like full Winnie. Like there was a time where I got obsessed with being like um. A Winnie the Pooh mascot, like, You should on, still do you know? that. I think you should still do that. <laughs> I should still, yeah. yeah. It's just the, the website had such bad reviews. Like, the one website that I could get, like, an affordable Winnie the Pooh costume was, like, basically the reviews were, like, it's just not going to come. <laughs> you know, like, you're going to, like, drop 200 for nothing. So I didn't do it. But I think the day will come, yeah. for sure, because I would love it. Like, just imagine, because, like, you're pleasing kids. Like, they think you're real. And, like, adults, like, fuck with you. Like, I don't right, know. Right, right. So fun. Yeah, when like, yeah, the no name, like, yeah, you could just be under a black sheet. Totally, you know? totally. You can say, uh, uh, uh all day. Ah, uh, ah, uh, and put your little hands out. Beautiful character. Oh, my God, we could, like, oh, you could yeah. make, like, fake gold and produce it in your little hands. Little gloves. Oh, my God, give it to people. Yeah. Oh, my God. You, yeah. yeah, you could, like, yeah, like, put, like, weird, like, awkwardly push it into people's hands. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Become a performance piece. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> There's a lot to work Start with. Up. Halloween. Okay, should we? Yeah, we should probably. Did you find anything about the 150? That makes sense to me, though. Yeah, I can't. I'm just finding, like, happiest nations, so I, I have to look a little deeper. <laughs> Vienna. <laughs> literally. It's literally just, like, all yeah, Remember my baby hairs from, like, three months ago? Yeah, wow. Remember when I got, like, new baby hairs? Oh, my God. Now they're, like, turning into real hair. Yeah, like bangs. <laughs> you have front bangs. Yeah, that happened to me when I was, like, six or something. Like, I just grew bangs. Okay, I remember those <laughs> but it was photos. just my, like, yeah. baby hair hairline. Yeah. Yeah, my mom was like, you just got natural bangs one day. <laughs> That's so cute. That would be so really fun. I just fun. have this hairline. It's my, my Syrian I hairline. I love that. I'd love to have natural bangs. <laughs> that was, like, my thing in, high yeah. in middle school is I desperately wanted side bangs. So I finally asked if I could cut my hair. And the spoiler alert, it didn't happen. But I was like, that's how much I wanted it. It's like be able to be like, it's time to cut my hair. And then I never. But you got really good at like sort of putting it in your face. We both like, kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. sort of like placing the hair. <laughs> yeah. In a side being like fashion. Totally. Totally. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> well, this was actually really fun. So fun. Maybe, I think listeners, you like this format better. Yeah, let us it know. It feels more honest. It does feel more honest. I'm very down to keep it going. <laughs> it's also just you and I chatting. Yeah. yeah. But we get we get. So it feels less alarmist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to, <laughs> at this point, the goal is to, yeah, be less takes. 
Yeah, just more. Less takes, less alarming. More. More. Being? More burritos. More. Present. More being, more Judaism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more Judaism, more God. More French toast, but only the right amount. Just enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys right. for hanging out. Oh, my God, we didn't do a single ad. Oh, that's that's the one thing we forgot to do. Oh, well, next time. How about, like, meta, this whole thing is an ad for... Yeah. <laughs> this whole episode was actually sponsored by an ad for the felt presence of God. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the felt presence of God. If you purchase a subscription for the felt presence of God... Go to, go to patreon.com slash Put it in <laughs> your breakfast. <laughs> They'll put it in your breakfast. They'll sneak it into your nighttime television. Right. You'll find it in your drawer. Uh, and they'll even maybe socks. surprise you with some animal visitors. Ooh, yes. Animal <laughs> yeah. visitors. A very... Oh, presence of God. Very common. Um, Testimonials from people. Right. I felt presence of God changed my life. <laughs> I never knew I could feel God until I subscribed to felt presence of God. And now I feel them all the time. <laughs> I thought that God... I thought that I would have to become a Christian... <laughs> to delve into the felt presence of God. <laughs> I thought that delving into the felt presence of God was a privilege that I wasn't warranted. <laughs> because <And> yet, <laughs> I'm American. Um, and yet, <laughs> it's just a $9.99 subscription. I feel so lucky to have developed a felt presence of God without any trying at all. <laughs> just a subscription. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that's actually how it works. <laughs> turns out... <laughs> Turns out. Turns out that the felt presence of God is the base state. <laughs> yeah. Turns out it's the base state of all living life. It's for everybody. It's for you and you and you and you. Okay. Um. <laughs> you get a felt presence of God. You get a felt presence of God. <laughs> you get a felt presence of God. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. The crowd's like, oh my God. The crowd's digging under their seats. <laughs> feeling the presence of God. And they're like, guess what? God is here. Yeah. They're like, oh, whoa. <laughs> this episode right. is sponsored by Gabby's Amelia. Baby Bangs. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, they're really showing up. I, I'm enjoying them. <laughs> um, go with God by Condeos. By Condeos. By Condeos. By Condeos. And keep going. By Condeos. Go with God and keep going with God. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> keep going with God. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Thank you.